Welcome to today's episode of the Four Ps Podcast. Today's episode, we will be paying respect, birthday respect to my daughter, Grace Goggins. And yes, we've had a number of birthdays and I probably won't be celebrating every one of my kids' birthdays. There's quite a few of them. We would end up having to have every single day would be a birthday episode, trust me. But this one's a lot very special my daughter um is an outstanding individual and i cannot wait to share her story right after this do you have the next big thing that world-changing whatchamacallit do you have a story to tell you need a show-stopping web presence you need the web spinners at webinit with big picture solutions spinning together seo stellar web design blogging podcasts and social media integrations You'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're webinit. Hello, and welcome to today's edition of the Four Ps Podcast. Today's Four Ps Podcast is going to be very different than our others. I know that a, a lot of our Four Ps podcasts are different. A lot Every podcast is not the same for this one. You never know what to expect on this. However, today is very different. Today, I'm going to share a personal story. Today is my daughter's 16th birthday. Her name is Grace. She's a phenomenal individual, and she has Down syndrome. Uh, she was born with it. Uh, that's a genetic condition. There's nothing you could do. It's just chromosomal. You get your, it's a, it, what it is, it's actually a, you get three of your, 20 what your 21st chromosome and as a matter of fact world down syndrome day is actually march 21st of every year uh, and it, it's celebrated um, because again it's 321. so a little bit about my daughter she is extremely uh, loving she's very strong she's very stubborn and she is literally the strongest person on i've ever met um, I know my brother uh, talks about being the strongest person on the planet, and my father uh, often said that he was the strongest person on the planet. I'll tell you right now, I have witnessed such strength and endurance. Uh, you know, I talk about the four P's. I talk about purpose. I talk about planning. I talk about persistence, and I talk about passion. And one thing I have to admit about my daughter is she is extremely persistent. It doesn't matter what she goes through. She will always find a way to overcome. She has had a number of surgeries, a number of surgeries. And one time she had surgery where they had to put pins and screws in her legs because her legs were growing out and she has to get that surgery quite often because as you're growing um you know and, and as weight changes and things like that it does also affect the growth of her of her legs and so they kind of bow out a little bit so what they have to do is they literally have to tie them in or tether them so to speak so her legs don't go out like that anyway she had surgery and again if you had pins and screws in your knees uh, or in your legs, and you know, part of the screws go into your femur, and you had those. I am quite confident. I don't care how strong or how tough you are. Most of us would probably be sitting down uh, for the the day. So we put her in the room. Um, she she had these these. Both of her legs were in braces. They were in a splint, so to speak. It was a weird thing. So she sat with her legs out. She couldn't bend her legs, obviously, and. We went, uh, she was she was sitting down 
and she was sitting right on the floor, like flat on the floor. And we, I went to go get something and we all left the room for two seconds and I'll, I, I couldn't believe it. She actually stood up with her legs straight out in the splint and she tried to walk. This was a mere hours after her surgery and she didn't care. She, there was a toy that she wanted and she was going to get it. And she was bound and determined regardless of what the pain was or whatever. And she has always taught us, uh, us being the family about what it is to endure and what it is to, to persist and what it is to not quit. And that's how she is. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of parents out there who have children with Down syndrome and they say the same thing. Their children are extremely strong. They're extremely loving. They're very stubborn. I do not know many uh, children who have Down syndrome who are not uh, and adults who are not um, uh, stubborn in, in some way, shape or form. And that's what she is. She's an extremely stubborn person. You know, in, in her birth and, you know, looking back today on her birth, I remember that uh, when she was born, you know, we she was the last child um, that was born that I had. And she, um, you know, there was it was a different in the birth. It was it was much different during the birth, the birth process, so to speak. And um, I remember when she was born, we did not know for sure, for certain uh, during the birth that uh, she was going to have Down syndrome. And I remember the reaction of the people in the um, the office, the the not the office, <laughs> in the uh, delivery room. Uh, they were looking at each other, and you could tell by the body language that there was something that was amiss. And they, um, you know, and I remember me. I have a very much of a Type A personality. If I ask you a question, you really do need to answer it as soon as I ask it, because I'm going to keep on and keep on and keep on asking until you give me a, uh, an answer. So I, I looked at the doc. I was like, "Hey, is everything all right?" Doctor came up to me and said, "Oh yeah, fine. You know, five fingers, five toes. She's pink. She's okay. We're good to go." And then, but I kept on seeing the body language between her and the head nurse, and I'm looking at them both. And even though they had masks on, so you couldn't see their face, so to speak, I'm still looking. I'm like, "This uh, something's not right. I've I've, I've been to I I played this game before, and there's something wrong." And so then I asked again. I said, "Is there something wrong?" And Again, he said, no, everything's fine. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. And then at that point, I kind of said, you know, I was in the Navy at the time. And, and uh, even if I wasn't in the Navy, I'd probably still use this, this, this language. I said, hey, don't BS me. And I didn't say BS. I said the whole word. I said, what is wrong? And he looked at me and he said, um, I think your child has Down syndrome. And I looked and it was like, whoa. And I said, um, okay, um, that's all you had to say right and i didn't know what to say at that point it was it was kind of of shocking um i, I don't know if my wife at the time heard um the conversation me and the doctor were having but it was within about the next hour or so we had a doctor it was a geneticist came in and and talked to us about the situation um you know the the things that we may have to experience the things that we have to go through and and um it was it was a very um it was, I don't want to say it was shocking. I don't want to say it was disappointing. I don't, I don't know what to say, but I know it was a very different time. Uh, it wasn't that I'm not going to love the child any different. It wasn't like that or anything else like that, but it was just a different time. The next day in the hospital, I see that doctor and um, 
I walked over to him and said, Hey man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to pressure you. Like I did. Um, I didn't mean to, you know, force you to say something that legally you may not have been able to say or whatever, but, uh, I apologize for that. And he looked at me and he says, no, that's not a problem. Because my, the reason I was so hesitant, this is what the doctor said to me. He said, because last week I, we had a similar situation where a child was born with down syndrome. And, uh, I told the father what was going on. The father walked out of the, the delivery room and never came back. I don't know uh, what the never came back meant. Uh, does it mean that he left the family and turned his back? I don't know what it meant, but I do know that he walked out of the um, um, the delivery room and it was a very awkward uh, situation. And uh, that is not uh, what he wanted to experience again, that I, I understand. But I will say this right now, Grace has been a beautiful individual um, in, in my life and in the lives of her brothers and sisters and her mother. Her mother, uh, she, he, Grace lives with her mother and her mother does a very good job of caring for her. And uh, I see her very often. Uh, she still lives in Indiana. So I see her uh, very often and, and make sure that I spend as much time as I can with her. Uh, she's going to be 16 years old. Um, she's had, I have no idea how many surgeries. Uh, seriously, uh, I do know that we uh, will be in the emergency room, not the emergency room, but the, the uh, surgery room again. She's going to have surgery on her ears uh, at the first part of the year. So there again, there's another surgery. And like I said, she has had multiple surgeries. And that is very common for, for a lot of individuals with Down syndrome. And so, again, she will always recovers. She, she's a very strong individual. But one thing about the whole thing and one thing that's helped us as a family uh, throughout um, this journey and throughout um, my daughter's life was Down Syndrome Indiana. Uh, Down Syndrome Indiana is a nonprofit organization. Uh, they came in like the very next day they were in uh, with a with a parent packet with what to expect and we're here to help. And I still to this day get we all get cards from them. Um, they are very much involved in everyone's lives with Down syndrome. And it's a community uh, of love and it's a community that once you are, are, are faced with the situation where your child has Down syndrome, these people come in immediately and say, hey, we're here to help and we're here to do something for you. And when we come back from this break, uh, we will be talking with Stephanie Garner from the Down Syndrome Foundation. We'll be back right after this. And happy birthday, Grace. Do you have the next big thing? That world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit. Okay, and we are back. Uh, today is a episode that I am doing dedicating to my daughter, Grace. Today is her birthday. Uh, she was born uh, back in 2007 with Down syndrome. And I was talking about how welcoming uh, the Down syndrome community, uh, as far as the the advocates and, and, and people like that were in making sure that our transition to parenting uh, someone with Down syndrome uh, was indeed 
successful and smooth. And I have here with me today, Stephanie Garner, and she is the program coordinator at Down Syndrome Indiana. Welcome to the program. How are you doing today? Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Doing great. Um, love getting a chance to talk about Down Syndrome and people who have Down Syndromes. This is an awesome day and happy birthday, Grace. Thank you very much and welcome to the program. First thing I want to ask you, Stephanie, is how did you get involved with Down Syndrome Indiana yourself? Well, I tell you what, I bet it was really similar to your story, sir. So I um, got pregnant and had my daughter Lily 11 years ago, 11 and a half, almost 12 years now. Wow, she's getting so old. So we didn't know when Lily was born that she was going to have Down Syndrome and um, the doctors told us probably within the first hour or so after her birth, they told us, you know, we we think she might have Down syndrome. We're going to do some testing. And it just, it shook our world. It was, I, I know you can probably remember, it was like kind of an overwhelming diagnosis. We didn't really know what it meant for Lily, for our family, for our future. And we were really scared and really nervous. And within the first 24 hours of Lily's life, I received a new parent packet from Down Syndrome Indiana. And it was full of amazing resources and connections. And I didn't look at it a lot during those first few months while I was still trying to figure out how to be a mom. But I did pull it out a couple months down the road when I thought, you know, Lily's doing really well now. And I think I need some help. I need a little bit of support. And so the first thing that I went to was an event called Mom's Night Out. And so I went to a restaurant and had dinner with probably 15 or 16 other moms and met some folks that are still some of my very dearest friends today. And, and I was hooked. I loved it. And I loved the community. And we started coming to DSI events. And then um, probably nine years ago, I was volunteering at the Down Syndrome Indiana Summer Picnic. And I jokingly said to the executive director, like, hey, if you ever have an opening, this is my dream job. And a few months later, she called me and said that they, they had an opening and would I be interested. So I took a leap of faith and had a career change and decided to join the nonprofit world. And I've never regretted it. It's just amazing. Fantastic. What are some of the things that you guys do at Down Syndrome Indiana? I know you talked about uh, it's a great support and it is a phenomenal support network. What are some of the other things that that um, a, a family with Down Syndrome can can um, expect from, from your organization? Yeah. So at Down Syndrome Indiana, our mission is to enhance the lives of individuals with Down Syndrome. And we like to think of ourselves kind of as a one-stop shop for information and resources for folks with Down syndrome and their families and the community. So I think one of the most important things that we do is we connect families with resources as soon as that kiddo is born. So we still, um, for the last 26 years, have been doing new parent packets um, to those new families that are totally free of charge. We do some medical outreach as well. So we talk to medical providers about how to present a Down syndrome diagnosis. So what, how families want to receive that news. Um, we do um, some one-on-one -on -one connections through our first call program. 
also a new family can reach out to us and say, hey, I want to talk to someone who has, whose kiddo had the same medical condition or someone who lives in my geographical area. And then we match them up with a trained first call mentor, parent, or family. We do a lot of social support and connection as well. We have 12 different community groups throughout central Indiana. Some of those are geographically based um, so that, you know, even if you're in a more rural remote area of the state, you still are able to connect with folks locally because local support is so important for our families. I know when I started to connect with, with other parents, that's when I truly started to accept and understand that diagnosis and to move on and, and grow. So we want to connect families locally. We also have six identity-based community groups. So we have a group for moms of children with Down syndrome, a group for dads of children and adults people with Down syndrome, not just kids. Right. Uh, we have a group for teens with Down syndrome, a group for adults with Down syndrome. We have a group for our um, families that speak Spanish, and then we have our Black Family Village. So all of those groups are led by parent volunteers within that community who know what sort of, of supports those families need. We also offer a lot of different programming and learning opportunities. So we run the learning program for parents of children between the ages of four and nine who have Down syndrome, where we help them learn how to work with their kiddos at home to kind of supplement what their kids are getting in the school environment. That's a, that's a trademarked program through the Down Syndrome Foundation of Orange County out in California, and we love it. This is our seventh year running that program. We have some adult-based programming as well that we're really proud of. So along with the National Down Syndrome Society, we just just this past summer piloted their 321GO program, which is for adults with Down Syndrome. And it focuses on um, physical wellness, balanced eating, and emotional wellness. So helping folks with Down Syndrome and their families make good, healthy choices in life. And then we also have the circles curriculum, which is a social boundaries curriculum for adults with disabilities, with intellectual disability. And so we um, ran that for the first time this past spring and had a phenomenal turnout um, and everybody had a lot of fun. So um, in addition to those programming, we do a lot of outreach. I speak to um, a lot of different schools, to students, telling them about Down syndrome and um, how how can you be friends with somebody with Down syndrome? And spoiler alert, just like you're friends with anybody else, right? You, you invite them to come to your birthday party. You sit with them at lunch. Um, you play with them on the playground. So we talk about that. We also do presentations for educators. We can do presentations for the community on what Down syndrome is. Um, and let's see, we have also have a lot of fun, family-friendly activities throughout yeah. the year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do um, a summer picnic every year. We have a holiday party that's coming up in the this winter. Our dads group, which is Dads Appreciating Down Syndrome, um, they do um, a hayride every year. So that's coming up at the end of October. We're really excited about that. It brings out lots of people. We do a big World Down Syndrome Day celebration every year on March 21st. 
March 21st is World Down Syndrome Day for three copies of the 21st chromosome. For those of you who don't know that, right. um, we have a lot of fun stuff going on. So it's just it's such an amazing organization. And honestly, the Down Syndrome community is, I'm, I'm so blessed to be a part of it. We just have the most amazing families. Absolutely. And I will say, uh, I asked the first thing I asked uh, after I got my parenting packet, I called up and I said, uh, how do I become a member? And um, the lady at the time, her name was Lisa. And she said, uh, she said, you're already a member. And I'm like, wow, I said, that, that's membership, automatic membership. And it's great. It's almost like, you know, citizenship by birth. And it, it, it was a, uh, again, you guys are very welcoming. You guys do a great job. Um, if I were somebody who would like to donate to uh, Down Syndrome Indiana, how, how can I do that? You are welcome to visit our website. It's www.dsindiana.org. Very good. Go to the donate button there. Thank you. And you also have, I know you just got finished with your with your Buddy Walk this year. Uh, it is yes. in October. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Buddy Walk. I know that that... Uh, uh, almost rivals uh, the mini marathon as far as shutting down downtown streets. But tell us about that. Mm -hmm. So the Buddy Walk um, just happened yesterday, October the 7th. We have it every year, the first Saturday of October. It is our largest event and fundraiser. And um, it we have it downtown Indianapolis at uh, White River State Park in Celebration Plaza. We usually have between three and 5,000 people that attend that event. It is just, it's huge. And we have so many families and community members that come out to walk alongside us and celebrate people with Down syndrome. It's just, it's a really fun day. And it is our biggest event and fundraiser. And there's this very common misperception that um, we are funded by, you know, the federal government or the state government is, you know, they're giving us money to support folks. And, and honestly, what you find is that most of your local Down syndrome organizations are completely self-funded. So we are so reliant on events like the Buddy Walk to support our mission and allow us to do what we do. And, and I always say, as the program coordinator, I am, I don't raise the money, I just spend it. So I am able to take all of that money that we raise at the Buddy Walk and put it towards really great, fun educational programming for our families and our and our loved ones with Down syndrome. Well, thank you. I know one of the things that I look forward to every year, and it's funny because I tell my other kids this, and it, it, it really I say this to shame them a little bit. The very first Father's Day card I get every year is from Down Syndrome, Indiana, and it is a handmade card from uh, one of the people who, uh, uh, one of the individuals who are involved, and, and they're so sweet, and they're so nice. Uh, I love them, and like I said, it's always always the first card i get for father's day is the is the card from you guys and i think if i don't i think this year um and and i live in north carolina now and and this year i actually got my very first birthday card i got a birthday card wow uh, so i don't know if i was uh, it's in a special category or you know i i gave somebody good enough money or whatever but yeah um and uh yeah like i said um it is it is very nice to know that through all of this how you think of everyone as an individual at your organization and and, and i'm telling you um the 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 down syndrome community is a much better um 
place because of you guys. And we really appreciate all you do. Stephanie, thank you so much for your time. And um, again, like I said, we will definitely want to, uh, while we've seen you out at some event, uh, I know I go to Indiana to, to participate. I don't do it as much as I used to because I live so far away, but um, I will see you soon. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Do you have the next big thing? That world-changing whatchamacallit? Do you have a story to tell? You need a show-stopping web presence. You need the web spinners at Webinit. With big picture solutions, spinning together SEO, stellar web design, blogging, podcasts, and social media integrations, you'll find yourself developing your latest and greatest thing, idea, or telling that next chapter in your story. Look us up today at webinit.com. And remember, you're not everywhere unless you're Webinit. Hello and welcome back to today's special edition of the Four Ps podcast. First of all, I'd like to continue to say happy birthday to my youngest daughter, Grace. And again, like I said, she is a massive blessing to our entire family. And she is indeed the strongest person I have ever met. And I also like to thank Stephanie Garner for being a part of the show. But I'll be remiss if I do not say that today is a very special holiday. No, yes, I know it's Columbus Day here in the United States of America or Indigenous People Day, whatever you want to call it here in the United States of America. But up in our brothers to the north, our brothers and sisters to the north, it is Canadian Thanksgiving. And Canadian Thanksgiving uh, became a national holiday in that very young country. It became an official country in 1867, and it Thanksgiving was actually celebrated for the first time as a national holiday in 1879 up in Canada. It became official that it will be celebrated the second Monday of October in 1957, and it's a holiday just like ours where, you know, banks are closed and um, schools are closed. And it's a day where you get together with family. And a lot of the traditions that came in the United States actually um, or started in the United States actually went up to Canada as far as the turkey and the stuffing and the football. There is Canadian football. One thing I used to love and I still do is um, I always watch Canadian. The, I always watch Canadian football on Monday, this coming Monday. And it used to be, not anymore, but it used to be the start of the NHL season. I don't think we have it starting this year uh, on Canadian Thanksgiving last year because of the pandemic uh, and the schedule was kind of messed up because of those couple seasons where the pandemic affected the uh, hockey season. The season has started late uh, the past two or three seasons. So we have not had the opportunity to watch hockey games or at least hockey games that meant something on, on Thanksgiving day, but we do get to still watch football on Thanksgiving day. And I absolutely watch Canadian football on Thanksgiving day. Again, just like our Thanksgiving that started because the pilgrims and they sat down and had, that's the legend behind uh, our Thanksgiving here in the United States. The Canadian Thanksgiving is a little different because they have Thanksgiving, and I would be thankful too. Uh, they have a story of Sir Martin Forbrisher, and Sir Martin Forbrisher was trying to find the Northwest Passage, and he was going to create a settlement way up in the northern section of Canada. So he had 15 ships, and they went up to the icy, I mean, very icy uh, areas of Northwest Canada, 
and he went up there and uh, wasn't didn't go too well. And he lost his ship. Some of the ships were lost, but it's miraculously, according to this story, uh, the fleet, the 15 ships ended up meeting in now what's called Forbrisher Bay uh, up in Canada. So the chaplain that was with the group decided that they should have a moment of Thanksgiving. So their Thanksgiving, they do recognize a time of exploration, just like we did a time of uh, pilgrims when they came to Plymouth Rock. They also recognize a exploration uh, period back in it was 1579 is when that happened. It also falls in line with European custom of their harvest and, and things like that. But I do want to say to our brothers and sisters up north, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your time with your family. We'll be back tomorrow. Thank you so much. Good night.